0: You're listening to a classic business podcast as heard on Classic 1027. 1027.
1: Jabu Mabuza's untimely death due to COVID-19 has taken one of the country's finest business leaders too soon. Mabuza is a former board chair of Telcom and Escom and CEO of Toko Sun. Uh, as was the case uh, when he left Tsoho Mabuza's hurried departure from ESCOM opened other opportunities because he was quickly snapped up by media and entertainment giant MultiChoice, which appointed him uh, lead independent non-executive director. And it was a position that he held until his untimely demise uh, recently. Now, I first met Mabuza while researching the book Courageous Conversations with David Gleeson. Uh, he was charming, comfortable enough, holding forth on almost any topic. Uh, but what really stuck with me was the story that he recounted of how he placed his own academic aspirations on hold to ensure that he could fund his sister's way through university, through his taxi business and it really was emblematic of the sort of servant leader he was to become. As an entrepreneur and uh, mentor to many, Mabuza built an outstanding career in business uh, which has spanned uh, his entrepreneurship as a taxi driver and owner and his rise to chairing some of South Africa's largest industrial groups and multinational enterprises. And he will be uh, remembered for his Pathfinder contribution to township and rural economic participation during the apartheid era through his roles in the uh, Southern Africa Black Taxi Association and the Foundation for African Business and Consumer Services, Fabcos. He also championed Uh, black economic participation and inclusive growth through his leadership of business leadership south africa and business unity south africa but he didn't have it uh, easy uh, throughout his career uh, escom being a difficult time to recall the extraordinary contribution that uh, mabuza made to south african business i'm joined now by sipo maseko ceo of telcom Benang Mahale, who is the chancellor of the university of the free state Busi Mavuso is a non-executive director of ESCOM and head of uh, business leadership, South Africa, and Colin Coleman, a senior fellow and lecturer at Yale University's Jackson Institute for Global Affairs, who is also CEO of uh, Goldman Sachs in sub-Saharan Africa. Thank you very much for joining us all uh, at this uh, tragic time. Sepul, telecom became deeply symbolic of what could be achieved if the government adopted a true Public private partnership approach to managing state owned enterprises, uh, and with the successful partial privatization, it really is a flag bearer. Just how important was Jabu's role as chair to help provide US CEO with some form of political cover from the interference of the largest shareholder?
0: Yeah, no, thanks a lot for inviting me, uh, Michael, uh, alongside your other guests. And, and, and I think Jabu's role at Telcom was much more than just his ability to help us manage government. And he was an incredibly sound businessman and really, really helped us and supported us in framing the strategic path that the company uh, had to embark upon. Uh, if you recall, at the time that we started, our mobile business was absolutely um, on the, its backward it was on the wall. We were losing, I think that year, net two billion rand loss in EBITDA. Um, our, our staff numbers were very high. The policy platform was very, very unstable. Uh, we had competition commission fines. So, so when, when Jabu then swung into action, he he really helped bring about a cohesion in terms of how we started, first and foremost, to deal with those immediate issues that we found there. Uh, and obviously helped us as well in managing the interface between ourselves and our largest shareholder from a from a policy perspective um he incredibly courageous, very very brave uh, quick on the uptake and um yeah, just working with him was a was a true gift and um we spent him and I in particular spent a lot of time together. Um, across the totality of the business strategy, um, which involved, as it, as it were, just how do we work with one of one of our largest shareholders? And incidentally, actually, the the largest shareholders is is not the person who gave him a lot of grief in the beginning. It is the smaller shareholders who gave him a lot of grief. Uh, but even with that, I think he was quite, um, yeah, very resolute, very focused, and very supportive.
1: Were there areas, Jabu, on the, the strategic direction of the business where the two of you ever clashed and uh, had to hammer out some kind of consensus over the table, uh, maybe over the go- uh, on the golf course?
0: Well, luckily, I, ne- I don't play golf. Uh, he played, but I cared it for him quite a bit. And uh, I used to game him a little bit from time to time because I would then want to set up a, an alignment meeting 30, 30 minutes before tee off time. So I, knew, I, knew, I then knew that that, minute, that meeting would be very quick uh, because he's going to go hit some balls. Well, I mean, we, did we clash? No, we never clashed. Did we disagree? We did. Um, he has a natural uh, inquisitive mind. Um, he does tests without, without doubting, uh, as it were. But once we got the alignment, and, and that's the word that we used all the time, can we... Can we stand behind these jobs? We don't have to agree on something, but once we say we are aligned, we are going to move on this. Um, he then stood behind it. I mean, you know what? Now we have there's about ten thousand five hundred of us. If you add B C X when we started, we there was about thirty thousand of us. All right. So, and I remember when we embarked on the journey, I sort of said, Jobs, this is this is going to be tough, right? You go to, you got to be willing to stand behind this thing, right? Mm. Um, mm. And um, and, and he did, right? And, and despite all of the pressures that came uh, his way, uh, whether it's from organized labor, whether it's from government itself and other stakeholders, he never threw management under the bus. Um, and, and even when they wanted to say, well, they now want to talk to the chairman, they don't want to talk to the CEO, uh, Jabu would be very, very unequivocal. I don't run the company, SIPO does. Um, and the strategy is clear, we've agreed, and um, SIPO will go. And, and in many of these forums that he attends, whether it's NEDLAC or all of those sorts of things, uh, those stakeholders would be piling the pressure onto him. And and he he, he could align behind a position irrespective of how tough it was going to be to see it through. And that was the measure of the, of the guy, at mm. least insofar as working with him at Telco.
1: Thanks, Sipo, and I think uh, I inadvertently called you, Jabu, earlier. Clearly you have Mr. Mabuza on the brain. Apologies for that. Uh, Benang, uh, he was uh, effectively your boss at uh, Organized Business. You persuaded him to come back and really um, bring a coherent voice across BUSA and business leadership South Africa. What were the qualities that made Jabu Mabuza so effective in discharging that role?
2: So, Michael, I think, firstly, Um, sincere condolences to his lovely wife Sipiwe, their three children Loazi, Sakiwo and Mbali, and his father Lazarus. Jabu was a very focused, good quality human being. He was an ethical leader, absolutely transparent, and he loved this notion of final accountability. Yes, he hired me at BLSA. In fact, it's amazing how life works. We persuade him to be the president of Business Unity South Africa, to be the head of the CEO initiative. And then we asked him to be the chairman um, of BLSA. When I was deputy chairman at that time, we worked together for a year. We agreed that we are going to look for a CEO. They struggled to find the CEO for almost six months. Then they asked me to consider to become a CEO after taking an early retirement uh, from Shell at age 55. And since then, I absolutely loved working with him. Here's a guy who was on about 15 boards in total. You were right, he started many things, including Fabcos. He went on to chair most of those boards as if that's not enough, the University of the Wheatwater's rent under the ABLE leadership um, of that, at that time as the Vice Chancellor, Adam Habib, um, and, and the Chair of Council, um, decided to confer and award him a degree um, as a Doctor of Commerce, honoris causa for recognition of work done. You can see that this is an incredible um, human being. We went on on nine consecutive uh, occasions to go together to the World Economic Forum where the three of us together with um, another doctor, uh, Sipo um, Malipichana, we served on the World Economic Forum chairman's council, and would travel together, would talk about anything and everything in the world. But for me, I think we'll remember him more than anything else, how he tried his utmost best uh, in knocking um, Mm. this fourth largest utility in the world, Telcom, into shape. um, When he agreed that we should put his name forward to national treasury, as one of five that blsa put forward and the four of them ended up making it and he ended up on the chair uh, of that board and i again he really did his absolute damnest at that time the ceo was Uba they put an incredible strategy together what they needed i think was just the support of the shareholder thanks Michael.
1: and uh, there are a lot of lessons that we'll come to as we see uh, many other soes uh, hopefully undergoing a similar transformation. SAA is the one that readily springs to mind. Uh, Busi, his time at ESCOM was uh, a difficult time and uh, I think many leaders were parachuted in to try and sort out what is uh, almost an intractable problem at uh, at ESCOM. Uh, he mentioned the rubber as the main culprit causing dreaded load shedding at the time. What do you recall of Jabou Mabuza's uh, leadership during his tenure at ESCOM?
3: So, Michael, thank you very much, and thank you for the invitation. So um, I think I echo the sentiments of uh, my colleagues, Bonan and Sipo. Chabu was very decisive, and I think he really understood that in taking up the the ESCOM challenge, he was really taking up a mammoth task. He was really taking up something that was almost mission impossible. So Jammu did what many of us in this country would not have dared to do, and what many of us loathed, because he realized that ESCOM needed a leader of his caliber. You know, he took up an institution that was ravaged by the State Capture Project, actually most ravaged by the State Capture Project, and he was really doing this in responding to the Tumaminak Hall. He realized that in doing this, He was serving. So, this is someone who understood that if service is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. So, he actually had a very brilliant stint, you know, as well. At at, at ESCOM, you would remember that the unbundling process that um, the president announced was really uh, under his leadership at ESCOM. Uh, So, Jabu shaped what that unbundling process would look like, you know. And fast forward to where we are now, you know, Escom uh, is subsequently going ahead with the divisionalization of the three units and we have appointed CEOs of these three units as well as their boards. He also took on an acting CEO position when Paramani left, when the narrative in the country, Michael, was that SOEs are decimating the careers of black professionals. And again, he didn't need to do this, you know, but he deemed it fit and he knew that it was necessary to have someone be at the leadership position and steer the ship. And if you look at the circumstances around his resignation, you would see, Michael, that he and he alone took responsibility, you know, for ESCOM's failure, you know, to meet uh, the commitment that we made to the president. He didn't bring the board into it. It didn't bring the executives into it. In his resignation, he personally apologized for ESCOM's inability to meet the commitment made to the president, and he therefore fell on his sword. Mm. So I think this is very telling of the type of leader that we're talking about here today. You know, someone who was very selfless, someone who was very courageous, someone who actually had a vision, you know, of this, uh, of what an ESCOM of the future ought to look like, We are sitting here today you know having uh, 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 um, achieved the critical uh, 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 issue that we've been jumping up and down about you know as a country of lifting the license generation or lifting the license exemption for self-generation to 100 megawatts those were discussions that we started a long time you know, as a country, and that was supported as the ESCOM board. So Mm -hmm. all of these have now been put in place, and these were the building blocks that Jabu had actually put in place. ESCOM has a month ago repaid 83 billion rands of its debt. This is all the fruits, you know, and the hard work that Jabu put in place when he was at the helm at ESCOM. So I think his um, passing, Michael, is really a great loss not just to the broader uh, leadership and business fraternity but to the country
1: at large absolutely demonstrating that final accountability in the way he uh, took it upon himself to fall on his sword at escom we need to see a lot more of that inside mm-hmm. uh, business and government colin uh, he was ever, ever the activist as well he was known for being part of the uh, the 1976 student protests uh, i'd just like to know when your paths first crossed because you were also an activist in your youth
4: yeah, thanks very much Michael. So it's, a, it's really a, a deep shock uh, that I still experience at the loss of somebody I've known for 30 years, who's like a brother to me. Uh, we first met actually in the pre-constitutional negotiation process when I was uh, one of the leaders of the Consultative Business Movement, which was uh, a forum of business CEOs who were trying to negotiate the transition. And Jabu was head of FAPCOS and at that stage, uh, this was in 1990, uh, he was very instrumental in starting the process of thinking about, in addition to political and economic emancipation of South Africa, what the role of business in transition would look like, particularly inside businesses. So we were part of a, of a um, series of discussions with business leaders in the 1990s, early 1990s about that and he was very involved in the transition process. So from there, right through my career uh, in banking, uh, we were on the board of Business Leaders of South Africa together on the CEO initiative together. We sat opposite President Zuma when Jabu effectively stood up to uh, the president and told him very directly that he wouldn't, on behalf of business leaders, he wouldn't stand for uh, President Zuma and his family you know, combining with the Gupta family in the state capture project. uh, You know, we were very, very involved in, uh, you know, the whole Safe South Africa, the anti-corruption process uh, that followed uh, and in helping effectively uh, President Ramaphosa uh, re-engineer the state so that uh, there was, you know, at the beginnings of rolling back corruption in South Africa. So we went through many things together but he was you know very much a friend he was a patriot uh, and as all my colleagues on this panel have said a very brilliant businessman
1: and, uh, you know, such large shoes that he fills. Maybe one could say uh, large hats that he fills because he was a, a man who wore many hats and he had that trademark uh, hat that he used to wear. Uh, but, Sipo, as we've got about six minutes to go and I want to go around the table on this, what what are the important lessons here that Jabu leaves behind as we look to recalibrate and reconfigure our state-owned enterprises in particular and ensure that the most recent announcement, the SAA one, uh, doesn't uh, become um stillborn and is actually uh, uh emulates the success that you achieved at telcom
0: yeah and I, sure and, I, and I, th- I think i mean so so how uh, uh job life uh was, was bigger than actually state-owned en- enterprises right and 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 that's where i'm always a bit nervous to pigeonhole him uh essentially in the last sort of eight years of his life uh i think I think Colin referred to FABCOs. that those were very difficult times for black business, uh, and Ch- Jabu stood up to be counted, and he did the right things. Um, Jabu stood quite a lot um, for those that are starting out businesses and small businesses. Um, from what he did as a, as a taxi man, uh, FABCOs was quite progressive and forward-looking uh, and non-political partisan. Um, and I think, um, you know, in a in a perverse way, actually, there's a sadness in me in how he then gets dealt with in the latter part, uh, especially uh, around SOEs, all right? Mm-hmm. How he gets thrown under the bus uh, with regards to ESCOM um, and the load shedding, uh, and how he's then made to be the poster boy uh, of a telecom that's not working, and and that really if, if, if truth be told really leaves me with a very, very heavy heart. It's one of the things I disagreed with Jabuon uh, when he was asked to go into the, uh, to ask to get onto the telecom board and I sort of said actually be careful of this. politicians are generally expedient people and they will leave you under the bus and they did. Um, and even when he left, um, Escom um, none of them took ownership and accountability. Up until today, and and for me, it's a it, it's it's kind of bittersweet in the sense that uh, the circumstances of his departure were were very very un, un unfair, and 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 I refuse to look at Jabu and J- and Jabu how Jabu has impacted me mm. and this country only through the prism of mm. SOEs he he was larger than than that by far Absolutely. so and that's how we would want to remember mm. him and honor him i think mm. both personally uh, a couple of friends i was just with his son about 30 minutes ago um and um, and also as telcom uh, beyond just uh, what he was in the last eight years. I don't think it will f- capture who Absolutely. he
1: was. And I know Fab Costell, certainly the Fab that he left behind uh, was a true champion of, of black SMEs. We did a deal at my time with uh, David Gleason's publishing house, launching a national newspaper that got over to 100,000 yeah. copies called The Second Business. And it was uh, during the, the tenure of and Becky and The Second Economy, very well received uh, and distributed through a very unique network to all uh, taverners and, uh, and through the into the townships and he really is so much more than SOE's, I just think it is a, a critical uh, challenge that still faces the country in terms of getting things right and getting the reform narrative right. Just as we go around Benang uh, where is the next job with Mabuza coming from?
2: What I loved about Fabcos is that him and Eshimobohwani ended up going to buy a stake at Premier Milling at that time.
1: Mm.
2: He approached SAB where he was carrying the bag for the chairman at that time and later on, he says, all the casinos happen to be in the former homelands. If you beg me, we can get the licenses, uh, casino licenses in South Africa. That's how he started Hosan. That he then headed up initially, um, just the gaming division. Later on, he took also the hotel division, ultimately becoming the group CEO. So I'll, I'll remember him for two things. So firstly, How he taught us that the best amongst us are those that make time to help others, even though they are struggling with their own problems. When he was expelled during the 1976 riots, all of us learned that we are dreaming of a new South Africa that is empowered, that is self-reliant, that is selfless that is skilled, that is free from corruption. Lastly, for me, Jabu will never become just a statistic of the more than 180 million total cases, more than four million deaths globally, even in South Africa we've exceeded 1.9 million total cases, more than 58,000 people that have died on this, the 495 day, of national lockdown i think he brings to life that the reason why all of us need to take care is that we isolate now so that when we get together again no one is missing
1: a powerful message that uh, and colin just as we end off uh, and, and to my point on where the next Jabu Mabuza is coming from and to Benang's point, what Jabu taught us is uh, to lift others up and, and to serve uh, what is being done now by organized business to ensure that the, the next uh, generation of leaders the next generation of Jabu Mabuzas, emerges uh, and takes over and, and, and picks up the torch
4: yeah, I think we need, we need to have um, a situation where this country becomes much more dynamic, much more entrepreneurial. There is a much more of a dynamic interface between corporates, the truly top corporates, the smaller micro enterprise industry, because that needs to become much more dynamic too. And government needs to become much more entrepreneurial. And in that sense, what we've lost with losing Jabu is an entrepreneur who moves between all those spaces, between the fat crosses the corporate sector, the presidency, and the state-owned enterprises. So what we need is more young leaders to emerge, and there are those people that we, you know, we see the young black business people who are very dynamic, who are coming and building their own organizations, a kudu pitcher, for example, with this dark fiber Africa. You know, those type of people are emerging, and we must encourage them and give them the space and the support to do that. But I think South Africa has lots and lots of potential. We have lots of heavyweight problems, and those heavyweight problems are on the shoulders of South Africa. Unemployment is the biggest one. A lack of education and skills. And a government that tends to be ineffective. So we need to remain on this and uh, effectively liberate the economy and the people of South Africa to flourish. Because we have... Tremendous talent and Javi was amongst the best
1: of them. Absolutely. And his story certainly encapsulates that uh, coming from very humble beginnings uh, and to uh, to uh, eventually hold uh, the upper echelons of business and to move, as you say, between the presidency, between Fabcast, between big business and small business. Uh, his loss will be felt for years to come. That uh, was Colin Coleman, joined around the, the table by uh, Benang Mahale, the Chancellor of the University of the Free State, uh, Busi Mabuso, non-executive director of ESCOM, and Sipo Maseko, CEO of Telcom, talking about uh, the life of the late Jabu Mabuza and uh, the huge uh, hat that he will leave behind. Uh, Jabu, may uh, your fairways and greens uh, always uh, leave you with an easy lie in the beyond. You will be sorely missed.